You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. All right, um, let's kick off. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here today. Um, let's start things off by talking about how you actually got to starting um, your business, I Am Grounded, and, and um, what it does, what customers you serve. Um, give, us the, give us the lowdown. Okay, yeah, sure. So um, my business is I Am Grounded. Uh, we're in the food space. So we make uh, natural energy snacks and we're playing with this, you know, new term uh, called upcycling, but a lot of people may have already uh, heard this term through kind of repurposing of clothes and, and recycling of furniture and all other things like that. But we are uh, playing in that uh, side stream valorization and working with farmers around waste, um, in, especially in food and um, like vegetables and fruits. Uh, we work namely in with the coffee cherry so um I've actually just got like a little oh my god awesome (laughs) baby coffee tree so this one doesn't have any fruit just yet but um essentially if you can kind of see there there's a little seed coming up um and that is the coffee bean so it's uh, a seed and um what kind of is encompassed around that is a red or sometimes orange uh, cherry, which we don't utilize in the coffee process. We actually throw that away when we're growing coffee. Um, Mm -hmm. And it represents about 60 to 80% of the actual fruit. So we're throwing away, um, you know, around 20 million tons of coffee cherry every year um, in that process creating a lot of waste, a lot of missed opportunities for farmers, as well as um, not being able to kind of reap the health benefits of of the coffee cherry. So coming at it from that perspective, if you didn't already know from the looking at me, um, I'm from (laughs) Colombia. So um, I've got a background in coffee, um, cliche, but um, my family have been (laughs) coffee for since I can remember, um, and in particular, working with coffee farmers around um, byproducts and, and improving quality of the coffee beans. And so my family import um, good quality coffee into Australia. And through those connections, I've been able to um, work with farmers to um upcycle and use the coffee cherry into delicious energy snacks um, because of the amazing health benefits, um, namely the antioxidants in the cherry. So that's kind of a very quick, also, I hope not confusing explanation of what we do um, and our products um, are are there really um, for sustainability and also for that natural energy that consumers nowadays may be wanting, you know, running busy lives. People want to pick me up, a natural pick me up. So we're playing in a space that's very much lacking in innovation. 
Amazing. And now you and I met in a past life. Um, so we met through more boring day jobs. Um, and so my, and which is really interesting because that's kind of my background as well. I worked in corporate for 10 years and then had this harebrained scheme to start a business. So what was um, actually the spark for you? Um, when, where did the idea come from to actually, I mean, obviously you said, you're, you know, the background's in coffee, but when did you guys actually have the brainwave to take that waste and turn it into a bar and you know how did did you create the first bar in your own kitchen like what did that process look like yeah definitely was um there was a spark um it wasn't as like you know as obvious but now looking back at it 100 there was a spark um and I think it was mainly I you know was two and a half years into a job that I very much loved um but I was feeling that I wasn't um as challenged in in, I guess in creating or I'm, I'm, an, I'm a creative person so I love kind of that challenge of making new things and and so I was very open to listening to podcasts I was really into Guy Raz is how I built this um nice <laughs> good two choice. and a half hour yep. long form podcast for me was just like my savior walking to work and then walking home and I would just feel so inspired by these amazing stories and just like want to, uh, you know, I was actually open to it and I really wanted to create new products. Um, and my partner as well, um, he was also, you know, working as an engineer. He was working long hours and he was listening to long form podcasts as well because he was driving um, back and forth on his uh, from his job. And he uh, was also looking for something, you know, new and inspiring. And I guess um, the answer was literally in our fridge. So um, we had a sample of, of coffee fruit extract with us that I had with me for about three years um, because I my dad had developed something with some farmers in Colombia and I'd interviewed him at one um, in one occasion and I'd left this you know this sample in the fridge and we were cleaning out the fridge one day and um, my partner said what are you going to do with this extract do you want to use it or do you want to throw it away and I said well we've got a bake day at work tomorrow why don't we add it to like some um, you know, some vegan snacks or something. And so he was like, he's really into cooking. So he was like, great, I'll just create a few, a few of these flavors. And, and then he, you know, used his engineering brain and his food brain and put together three amazing flavors. And wow. um, my, my, um, my mom who has a store at the markets, she, um, she asked if I could take these snacks that were left over from the bake day and take them to the markets to give to customers. And she called me the next day on Saturday morning and she said, people want to know if they can buy these. Um, they want to know, oh my God. You, know yeah. you know, we, we stock where we stock these snacks and we looked at each other and we were like, um, I guess like we have a business. <laughs> now. Not like, a business. <laughs> yeah, like literally like that. And then within like, wow. the, we bought a food processor. Um, we started tinkering we like they were really delicious we were like this is unlike anything we've tasted before I started looking at the research talking to suppliers look like it just kind of happened and then all of a sudden we registered our name and it was a business and and then the rest came kind of after so yeah the spark happened but we didn't realize until very much after that um, if you're open to it, the universe, I guess, I don't want to sound like, you know, all spiritual. Don't, get but don't, don't worry, get total woo-woo. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I think if you're open to it, you look for it, you find it. 
Mm. Well, I mean, what interests me about that as well is so many people kind of have the intention to start a business and sometimes they don't, I guess, take a step back and listen to customers first. And I kind of love that you did that by accident. You <laughs> created, you know, created a product, you didn't try and sell it, like, but, you know, you just gave it to people and gave it out for free and then had the feedback, hey, this is amazing. You should do something with this. Um, I think sometimes people forget to figure out and understand if people want it first before they kind of dive head into the business so I love how it actually organically happened for you guys our whole business has been that ethos we 100% believe and this is probably my marketing background that the like customer feedback uh, and the the drive from customers is so important and it, it should dictate a lot of how your business is run so in the start at the start we we were listening to what people were saying around flavors and you know we we took some advice in and then used obviously our better judgment to kind of make products but we've always had that mind frame that testing and sampling is really important for food especially because uh we were tinkering with an ingredient that you know, no, not many people have tasted before. So it's really important to gather feedback around the use case, why, you know, why people are using it, how they're consuming it. And that has 100% dictated how we have gone to market and where we are now and where we're going in the future. Yeah. And I mean, um, do you have any thoughts on how important that is? Have you have you kind of seen that unfold in, say, um, your old marketing experiences? Or have you ever made a mistake and not listened to customers or seen other people do that? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's Silly so question. hard. It's <laughs> yeah. so hard. Like, because when you're caught up in, in a business, you you it's really hard to pivot. Mm. And like, even I can admit, even for us, it was, it's very hard to pivot when you, you trial and test, you trial and test, and then it succeeds or it goes well, and then it doesn't. It's, it's very mm. difficult. So I think um, from day one, we have always been of the mindset that you have to be uh, nimble enough to change kind of your direction but also like stick to your guts like your gut and feeling and your instincts um because you are at the end of the day it's your business um Mm -hmm. and um you are the only person that can really change it um but having a good mindset around change is is important and like I don't have the winning like formula at all but I definitely have a very open mindset when it comes to running my business and listening to feedback um and then just being able to kind of take what I want from that and 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 make changes accordingly um not all the time but sometimes yes yeah well and it's an interesting thought as well like because you guys are so heavily in innovation so there are going to be some things that your customers just don't know like no customer would have ever said to you why don't you use the coffee fruit you know or the fruit extract um so there's gonna have to be some leaps of faith especially in innovation but there are a lot of things that still need to be you know tested with the end user yeah, totally agree. And what I found with our business being, I guess, made in Australia and then also being small led, run by, you know, two founders, um, a lot of our customers are willing to go on this journey with us and they actually want to um, have a bit of a different um almost not a hand, not like holding hands, but essentially a different perspective around helping you grow your business. Um, Mm. And that's, that's key and testament to having an innovative product, but also being open-minded. I think those two come, things come in hand, I guess, or, or come together. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, I guess, 
talk or around community right now and how you know building communities around your business is kind of the thing that makes a break and I think for an innovative product that's so important as well because people want to feel part of the journey and like they had something to do with this you know amazing thing yes okay you've literally read my mind (laughs) excellent that is just a hundred percent correct like we actually just launched our ambassadorship program um oh cool Literally, we sent out our first round of sample products um, literally this morning. So it's very timely. But essentially what we are doing is we're creating a community of, um, you know, taste testers, ambassadors, uh, people that want to champion us in any form and capacity to come together. And we were sharing with them the ins and outs of our business um, and, you know, kind of being open with them about how we're creating new products. We're sending them samples of our new products. Um, There's a collaboration process happening where essentially they're kind of like, you know, when you go in and get, you know, a room full of people to blind test your products and they give you feedback. So um, we've done it where we, our ambassadors don't know anything about us. So some of our ambassadors have never tried our products, but are receptive to, to being part of this community. And then some of them are very, you know, active. And so it's, and they all have different diets and different lifestyles. So we're going to be receiving a lot of feedback from people around our products that, um, and, and also that will help us to grow a community of different like-minded people to see where, where our cult is, I guess, or where, you know, where we can find that stick um, and, and grow from there because community is everything. And it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's very important for brands these days to have, some sense of community around their content creation, around their strategy, um, how they sell. Um, And so we're doing it this way to see if if it will create little mini ambassadors here and there everywhere. (laughs) That's so awesome. So how many people are in your ambassador program? Like how big is this thing that you're talking about? So at the moment we have, I think it's 25 ambassadors yeah um they all range from different lifestyles different ages different um you know identities um and some of them are very involved so some of them are you know key investors coming onto our business some of them have never tried our product Um, somehow are on our mailing list and really want to be involved and have gone through this rigorous you know process to get you know like signed up to to be an ambassador. So it's great. It's a testament to how we communicate already. Um, it just means that we're, we're, um, people are interested to give us feedback. People are interested to be involved in something, um, something different and crazy. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's super exciting too, because, um, not everyone can start a business, right? So you're kind of giving people the opportunity to be involved in creation, which is so exciting. That is so true. So when I was working at my old job and we were making the first, um, you know, samples of our of our snack bars, they were our first taste testers. And so I would bring oh, in cool. like, literally <laughs> containers of these bars. Some of them were not very good and some of them were, you know, iterations of the recipes and mm. they would give feedback and taste tests. And to this day, like I still am in touch with a few of these, you know, ex-work co- colleagues and they say, you know, I like they love that. They they say, well, I can't believe I was part of, you know, the first Iron Grounded bars, the first flavors. Like I essentially, they feel like they were part of building this business with me and it's great like I feel like really you know like warm and fuzzy because I'm like that's awesome like people support my my brand and and still think about that and and when they go to the supermarket or to a grocery store they see my product and they go I helped to you know to to get this 
brand to the stage, which is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, everyone always talks about how word of mouth advertising is like one of the strongest channels. And what you've essentially done is helped people get from or get to the point where they would be in a retail store and they go, oh, hey, this is and tell the story about how they were involved in the first creation. Like that's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely what we've experienced um, and I have, yeah, friends, family, ex-colleagues, even people that we've just um, like had meetings with randomly and then never seen again, but we've provided samples and they've fed back, to, you know, tell us months later or years later, hey, like we tell people about your product all the time, like, you know, and so it's really good that we've created that sense mm. of kind of community, I guess. Yeah. So what I'm kind of hearing too, like, so because you have that marketing background, like one of the most interesting things I see in business is people who have these great ideas, don't talk to people, put it out there and then like crickets, like nothing happens. And I feel like you really shortcutted that because of your marketing background, because you've got people involved in that initial process. You know, how important do you think sales and marketing really is to a business? Oh, I mean, it's, it's everything. <laughs> I, I do feel like it's everything. And I, I, it's tough, you know, keeping up with all the changes in technology and in um, ways to reach out to customers and generate new leads. And, um, but at the end of the day, I think, I think transparency and, and, and being true to yourself as a communicator is really important. So I've just used what's, what works for me. I don't, you know, I don't net generally sell well in other ways, but, or market well in other ways, but I've just used my, the strengths that I know as a person um, and as a founder to my advantage. So, you know, some people may be better off going in person and selling in store and, you know, making relationships with, um, with buyers and, and, and managers in a retail presence or, you know, in actual present, like physical presence. I myself am better in different ways. And I just use my strengths in those ways and then ask for help in other ways. So I think sales and marketing is I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> I think it's very important to, you know, to your business and everything you do, but I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's too hard basket. I think it's just mm. doing what works for you, for you and using your strengths as a founder in, in the way you are as a person, using your personality to find the best kind of crevices to work in, in marketing. Cause there's so many ways you can market your product these days. So just kind of using what works best for you. Yeah, I love that too, because a lot of people freak out when they hear the word sales or marketing and they kind of go, you know, I don't know, like, am, do I have to dance on a reel for to make money, you know? And I'm like, I refuse to do that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's why I love the way you just said, you know, figure out what works for you, you know, like, yes, you absolutely have to put your brand out there for people to know about it. Um, but you don't have to follow a formula. There are so many different channels. There are so many different people that will be out there to support you, but you do actually kind of have to get it out and spread the word. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you're starting a business, it's going to be you working on growing that business. So you mm. might as well be doing what you like or something that is, you know, more intuitive than forcing mm. yourself to learn something you just, you know, you won't ever like to do or you won't ever learn. So I'm definitely yeah. of that mindset. Do what you love and the rest should come easy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flow in some way. 
Yeah, definitely. So what are you, um, so thinking about from when you first started to now, what do you do as a founder in the business? Like what's your role? I know you've got your um, partner who's the co-founder. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have very different contrasting skill sets. And I, and like, if you have, um, you know, if there's a team, a small team that is founding, I definitely recommend having two or three co-founders to split the roles. Uh, we don't step on each other's feet, which is great. So I work in all of the um, marketing side of the business. I do a lot of the customer service part as well. Um, I do all the digital marketing and and um, and development stuff because that's I love that stuff. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and then my partner does all of the um, project management. He does the finance, the legals, all of that stuff. So, and then we come together to to you know to work as a team uh, when we build projects and build campaigns or you know build tasks and we use the skills that we both have to come together but we don't step on each other's feet and that's worked really well for product launches for us and and kind of scheduling new new product releases um, because we we respect each other's kind of roles um, but also work collaboratively to get things to where they need to be. And did that happen from the start or did you have to kind of sit down and go, okay, right. let's talk about what we're both good at and kind of assign roles? Yeah, that did not happen from the start. I'm not going to lie. That was, it was very tough at the start because uh, when you, I guess, when you start a business, you're, you're both ha- you both have ideas around how it's going to grow. Mm. And so there was a lot of like, you know, butting of heads and a lot of um, kind of arguments around um, responsibilities. But um, what really helped was actually when COVID happened, we actually had the time to sit down and write our business plan for the first time. And that was amazing because we took those first two, three months of isolation that we had to be at home to, to basically write all this paperwork, which was really, it seems boring, but it was actually amazing because it came out of us. Like we were like, this is, this is our businesses, how we're going to grow this is our strategy, marketing, you know, finance. This is, this is our operations. We actually got all of our paperwork in like in organized essentially and that helped us to define our roles and since then we haven't looked back so definitely would recommend to do something like that yeah I couldn't agree more it's like the thing is it's like the reason why you have more you know co-founders and people around you is to divide and conquer a little bit you know and, and really utilize each other's strengths but if everyone's trying to have their say in the same thing then it often you just spin your wheels and kind of get nowhere so yeah. going through that exercise is so important yeah definitely so important and then having conversations around like mutual respect like things that are kind of you know that you don't want to talk about um are so important because then once the boundaries are set you know when you're going to cross the boundaries but if you don't have them it's you know you you never know and so yeah yeah I love that I love that so um thinking back along the journey um what's been your biggest challenge to date Oh, so many challenges. All of them. <laughs> Everything's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. It's a roller coaster having a, a business. I mean, it's so exciting one moment and then, you know, really scary the next. And so it's managing, um, I guess, situations where you might really have to just put your thinking cap on, strategy cap on, and just, you know, breathe a bit is important so I don't know I I like for me I think the biggest challenge is really my mental state like keeping 
yourself on a like a, a clear path and then staying on that path is yeah. possible right but mm-hmm. um having a steady head is is important um mm-hmm. and it's cliche that our name is i am grounded and like you know and, and that's your top tip yeah <laughs> top tip but also yeah. like it's the hardest thing to be as a founder yeah. to be grounded to be kind of um you know present and 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 mm-hmm. focus is so hard like I, I don't think anything else has ever tested me as much as starting a business um, and so I'm really grateful for the opportunity to experience these amazing things and, and really, um, you know, meet amazing people and, and have a product in market that people can physically, you know, touch and eat. Mm. But at the same time, it scares me, you know, it scares me that I have all this responsibility. So keeping a clear head is so important and it's not always the top priority when you're running a business. So that's hundred percent. Like my thing this year is to, um, challenge my mindset to, to mm. go back to uh, a clearer mind and, and to rest and to have, to just be okay with things, like not have, you know, so much emotion around winning and losing and just being kind of a bit more steady minded when it comes to every day. So how do you do that then? So if you, uh, like, I guess it's going to be different for everyone, right? Um, but if someone was kind of going, oh, my God, that is me right now, I'm just going from ecstatic to depressed and, you know, get so, like, swing so hard depending on the next email that comes in your inbox, like, yeah. how do you actually stay clear, stay grounded, stay focused? I, for me, 100%, it's um, exercising. Yeah. So exercising in any form, going for a walk, doing yoga, um, you know, doing um, a, like a, a class or going um, to the gym or climbing or doing a social exercise activity. I feel like that is like my reset. It mm-hmm. always resets me. So I have it. And I also got an Apple watch recently. So that's also how nice. <laughs> it reminds me. It reminds me you. Of, yeah. <laughs> but it's actually good because um, it's, it's keeping me accountable to go and stand up to go and exercise and to go and like do something else so I've actually been I'm actually like super competitive in that way so for me that's helped so exercising in any form and this like I listen to my body so if I'm wanting like a rigorous exercise I'll definitely do that but then you know I'm, I love yoga and I love to meditate so for me if I want to do that I'll do that 100% and I'm not going to feel guilty about it so like taking that moment on my in my day is like so important and then another thing we've done is um because we're both in a relationship and then also founders we've done (laughs) we've like now created this whole kind of time to work time to play or relationship and those boundaries are super strong so we don't talk about work after you know 6 p.m and then that doesn't, we don't touch that. And that's actually really helped with mindset um, because sometimes if you're not what talking about work and it's nighttime, you're actually more present with your partner and you're doing, you know, relationship stuff. Cause like, let's be honest, when you have a business, it's hard to have a relationship as well. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so, and I found it very difficult, especially because we're founders and in a relationship. So for us having those boundaries and then exercising, has been like for me a huge difference in yeah. my mental state. Yeah. 
That's amazing. So one, someone once said to me, um, because I know a few people who are founders and um, partners as well. And someone once said to me, if you're going to, so the rule is generally, yeah, don't talk about work after a certain time, but if you're going to make sure it's strategy. So you're not allowed to talk about, you know, the annoying thing one of your employees did or this problem or like the nitty gritty. It's, it's like big picture vision, like blue sky stuff. Cause that's usually what energizes founders. Yeah. Um, so I found that a really good tip as well. Yeah, that's 100% right. Yeah, we, he always goes, or I always go, oh, can I just, like, if I have to mention something, can I just mention it? And it's like, is it is it going to be, like, how, like, you know. Yeah, where does this sit on the, you know, important scale? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one more thing. I also um, changed my notification settings on my phone. So now I don't get oh. um, notifications on certain apps after some time. And then also I've just turned off. Like I've turned off Instagram and LinkedIn um, and Shopify and I've just like turned it off because it was too disrupting to my day. And now I just go through it when I'm, if I'm bored or if I have to want to look through it, I'll look through it. Um, But that way I'm not like being constantly reminded of notifications that I don't need to look at at that time. Yeah, no, that is amazing advice. I I have just decided that my phone's permanently on do not disturb mode. Nice. <laughs> Even my my partner's like, why don't you answer my call? I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't listen to my phone anymore. <laughs> my phone's <laughs> off limits. Not <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I that's it. That's right. I'm the I'm the master of my own destiny. Yes, yes. Not my iPhone. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, so let's wrap on one more question. And that is so a lot of people in the Spark Founders community are either um they're either just wanting to start something. So they've got an idea and they're feeling a little bit hesitant about taking the leap. Um, or they're kind of just getting started and they're probably a little bit like, what the hell did I get myself into? Do you have any advice for kind of either camp on how to either, you know, make peace with making the leap or, you know, that kind of if they're feeling like they're stuck, how they kind of keep going? Do I have any advice? Oh, um, well, that's a tricky one. I don't know if I have any advice. I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like just being um, just taking one step at a time. I know that sounds like everyone always says one step at a time, but it really, you, you're going to, if you think about the big picture too early on, you're just mm-hmm. going to freak yourself out and you're never going to start anything, right? So just do one thing at a time, set up your email, one thing at a time, buy your domain, one thing at a time, like just do one thing at a time as intuitively as you can. Mm-hmm. And those things will start to, um, I guess, get easier. And then you can start to pile on the list of things you don't want to do. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Um, I just do what I want to do and what I feel like I want to do. Um, and then I'll work on my, you know, my bigger picture stuff when I'm more clear headed. But if I'm stressed, I definitely just have to do what I can and what I feel like doing. Yeah. And I think that that is literally great advice for like both sides. So it's like, okay, people who are kind of hesitating, it's like, yes, just, just do one thing, see how it feels, then the next and the next. But even people who are kind of a little bit more established or in their business, they're feeling like, holy crap. Um, it is just do, just do the next thing. And, you know, and it's almost sometimes just doing the thing that kind of gives you the momentum to keep going and doing the next thing. Definitely. And I can't find inspiration through. So like, I love, uh, like, I love seeing how other brands grow. I like, I'm super into that. So I'll go and like, look at my favorite brands and then go, 
like get inspired through them. And then I'll be like, oh, that's like re-energizing me to find, you know, my why again. Yeah. So sometimes kind of like doing that or, or even like if you have um, a team of people around you, like mentors that or people you look up to, um, mm-hmm. definitely reaching out to them, be like, hey, can I, can I have a coffee with you? Can I catch up? Like I'm stuck. People are so willing to help in that way. So I've definitely used those two tactics when I'm feeling like I just need like a reset or I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I, I look to why, what inspired me initially. And then that I usually find my answer pretty quickly. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. You have been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on Spark TV <laughs> and, um, and sharing your story too. Like appreciate you being honest. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that would have gotten value out of, you know, hearing how you got started and uh, growing. So thank you so much. Hopefully. Um, and if anyone wants to reach out, um, definitely email me. Um, you can provide my email or if you want. I yeah, can... we'll pop it all in the show notes. Yeah, awesome. Um, I love to, like, I one thing that I've noticed is um, I, I've helped a lot of people in advice and so, that's always come back to me. Mm. So I'm of the mindset that if, you know, if people want help and I'm able to help them that um that will come back and and it has for me so I'm definitely um open to having anyone reach out to me after this if they want to awesome you are the best thank you no worries thanks Danny that wraps this episode of spark tv thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review that helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too you can also follow along on instagram at spark founders program for daily business inspiration and dm us with a guest you'd like to hear from next or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com thank you for being here and if no one tells you today you got this